Even if you're not 40, you can still catch the best Oklahoma State Cowboy podcast out there. It's the franchise Come After Me, I'm a Podcast, with Madison Morris giving you instant reaction following each OSU game. A part of the Franchise Podcast Network. What's going on, Cowboy fans and listeners? Even if you're not an OSU fan, but you just wanted to listen to my voice or uh, whatever else you're looking for in this podcast, welcome into another episode of Come After Me, I'm a Podcast. Uh, my name is Madison Morris. If you're new to this podcast, this is all about Oklahoma State football as we're covering the 2019 season. So far, we haven't had a ton of episodes just because right now, um, you know, football is just a weekly thing, but. Uh, I'm also juggling a little bit of thunder work. I have another job on the side of that. So I'm not able to get one out like every single week or multiple out every week. But I'm I'm definitely doing my best to get a little bit out here. And uh, I didn't release one after the game on Saturday just because I think I, I, there was more content that was coming with the fact that Mike Gundy spoke with the media today. And uh, I wanted to wait until today just because I felt like there would be more to talk about. Obviously, there's a lot to talk about with the Cowboys' lost to Baylor on Saturday. That's definitely on the top of every Pokes fan's mind right now. But also, we have a lot to address with um, just a couple of things that Mike Gundy said today. And he this was his uh, first time speaking after the Baylor game. I mean, he had a post-game presser, obviously, that was strictly over the Baylor game. But he addressed a few more issues in his presser today that I kind of want to get to later on in the show. Obviously, we're going to touch on the Baylor game first. Because that is the most prevalent thing. I don't know if this will be the longest episode ever, but if you're with me and you're going to stick with me through the entire thing, thank you so much for joining. Uh, I really am excited to be running the Oklahoma State football podcast this year, but here's the thing. It is it is going to be just me tonight. I didn't exactly have time to pull, to pull together a guest because I am recording this after being at both jobs all day. So, you know, it gets a little hectic, but I'm definitely doing the best I can, and I'm excited to be talking about this, just because if you don't know yet, you're new to the podcast, I am an Oklahoma State uh, alum, and I spent five years in Stillwater going to OSU, so I have a lot of passion when it comes to Oklahoma State football, I have a lot of passion when it comes to the people, when it comes to the football team, so I really feel like this is a good thing that I get to record this, Uh, but yeah, honestly, we're going to dive into it. The first thing I'm obviously going to start with is... Probably the most relevant thing since this is talking about football, we are going to talk about the game on Saturday and just how how it didn't exactly go as Pokes fans would have probably wanted it to go. And hey, I don't blame you. I am a Cowboy fan and people may call me a homer for saying that, but I don't really care. Uh, I went there for five years, spent a lot of money there, made a lot of good memories, made a lot of friends. Uh, yeah, I'm a homer. Sure, whatever. But we are going to talk about the Baylor game just because I think a lot of people, including people who don't even really follow the team very well, kind of thought, oh, you know, OSU is a good team, has a lot of young talent, has uh, a promising quarterback, has a good coach who's been experienced. He's been there for 15 years, Mike Gundy. And so I think a lot of people had the idea that, oh, yeah, like OSU has been struggling a little bit in the Big 12 this year, but I think they're going to welcome Baylor in and just kick him right out with a loss. So here's the thing. It didn't exactly go that way. Oklahoma State fell to Baylor at 45-27. to And just to make it a little bit worse for Cowboys fans, it was part of America's greatest homecoming. And that's kind of like a trademark to OSU. I'm not just making that up, y'all. If you haven't been to Stillwater for homecoming, I highly recommend it. Uh, but yeah, it was on homecoming. That's definitely not the way you want to spend your homecoming. I believe it was my sophomore year, so 2015, uh, 2014, 2015. Ugh, whatever. I don't know. That was a long time ago. 
But my sophomore year, Oklahoma State played Baylor on homecoming, and it was 450 degrees outside. Like, it was so hot. It was in October, but Oklahoma's weird as hell, so that makes total sense. And, um, yeah, Oklahoma State took a brutal beating to Baylor, I believe. I I don't remember the final score. I probably should have looked that up, but this is, uh, you know, just me coming up with this. It's not exactly on my podcast outline, so I didn't look that date up, and I didn't look the score up. My bad. Um, honestly, that was just a really poor performance by OSU. I do remember that because I was on Palm in college, so I had the best seats in the house, obviously, standing down there on the sideline and getting to watch this game. But like I said, it was 500 million degrees outside, super, super hot and sweaty, kind of gross, and Oklahoma State lost to Baylor. And that was, I think that was the last time that OSU had played Baylor on homecoming until um, this past Saturday. So that was, pro- I think that was the Cowboys' first time welcoming Baylor back to Stillwater on homecoming. And honestly, Baylor has always been a team that you really can't, you can't just dust off your shoulder. You can't just look at them and think, oh, yeah, you know, it's Baylor. They're kind of up and down each season. But uh, they came into this matchup at 6-0, and guys. They were undefeated, ranked number 18. You know, they were not, they, they weren't really a team to sniff about. And here's Here's kind of the frustrating part coming from an OSU person myself. Uh, Oklahoma State was coming off of a bye week. So they had a good two weeks to prepare for this game. They had just taken a loss. I think it was like a 45 to 35 loss to Texas Tech in Lubbock. And then they had that bye week. So, yeah, the beating in Lubbock was a little frustrating if you are a Cowboys fan like myself. But here's the thing. I kind of felt a little optimistic with OSU having this bye week. And so they'd have all kinds of time to just get everything together, make adjustments, pull a few strings, and feel completely ready to welcome Baylor. I mean, they didn't know if Baylor was still going to be undefeated or not because they still had to play Texas Tech. Here's the thing. They beat Texas Tech, for one, obviously, and that doesn't matter. You know, you still—I'm sure Gundy and the players would tell this to you, too. This is not me just, like, making it up. You prepare for a team— any team the same way you would prepare for another like there's no difference and I'm not gonna like call out teams but I feel like in Oklahoma State's case they would prepare to play Kansas the exact same way they would prepare to play Oklahoma and so I don't know when they got out there on Saturday obviously it looked really great and the Cowboys actually had you know they had the lead for majority of the game they may have lost it a couple of times here oh I did I did mean to make another disclaimer I had work um, on Saturday, and so I actually was not able to be in Stillwater and to watch the game because it was a 3 o'clock game, and if you don't know, I'm just about to tell you all about my life. Uh, I do have a second job aside of uh, working at the franchise. I sell jewelry, and so, yeah, very two very different things, but I do work at Kinder Scott here in Oklahoma City, and so I had actually been scheduled. It was a little bit of a schedule mix-up because I was supposed to have that day off so I could be in Stillwater to work, but um, didn't happen. So I ended up here in Oklahoma City, unable to watch the OSU game, unable to partake in any homecoming festivities. Uh, I mean, I take that back. I was there Friday night, got to see homecoming in hoops. That was really fun. But uh, I had to come back right away and work 10 to 6 on Saturday. So I basically missed the entire game. The only part of the game I was able to actually tune into was uh, the very end. So (laughs) It didn't really help me out a lot. I pretty much missed the entire game. And the very end, if you did get to watch that game, was just tragic for OSU because Baylor went on to score like 21 straight points. And that obviously secured them the win in Stillwater. So it was just very disheartening if you are a Cowboys fan. So, um, yeah, kind of a backstory. 
wasn't able to catch the game, so I'm not going to be able to go into extreme detail. And obviously, like, I, I literally work seven days a week, sun up to sundown. Haven't had a chance to uh, rewatch the game. So I know you're probably thinking, wow, this is real crappy podcasting, but stick with me because I, I took a couple of notes, so we're going to get through this. But obviously, Oklahoma State, they did a pretty decent job, like, to start the game. I thought it was really, it was really cool because what I noticed about it was that Baylor, who came into this came into this game completely undefeated, obviously I already said that, but they have Charlie Brewer, who is an excellent quarterback. And I mean, if you want to deny that, I think you're completely wrong because he he's very accurate, he's very precise, um, he has great agility, and he connects well with the guys out on the field. So it was just you know they had a good quarterback, they have a pretty decent offense, not exactly an offense that like makes you do a double take or anything, but they've been winning games. They've been successful out on the football field, so obviously they're doing something right. So here's the thing. Uh, OSU's defense, who has just intrigued me this entire season, they were able to hold them. They were able to hold them real well. And, in fact, it was you know it was kind of exciting to see that Oklahoma State was able to keep them down to just one touchdown throughout the entire first quarter. And so, um, I don't know, I was, I was kind of paying attention to it at work. We actually had it on uh, one of our TV screens that we have. It's supposed to be showcasing jewelry, but we had the OSU game up instead. So, huh. um, but it, it was. It looks like this game could be one with defense because obviously Oklahoma State wasn't exactly able to get down the field either. I think they only had like six points at the end of the first quarter. So you're you're kind of watching this game and you're like, okay, well, it's a little uneven because both offenses are really struggling. That means both defenses are really doing something great. And I think Oklahoma State defense was just phenomenal throughout the entire first quarter. I thought they did some great things throughout the game. But especially in the first quarter, holding Baylor down like that, it was kind of exciting to see Oklahoma State push ahead, and they were able to get another touchdown later on. But here's the thing that I think a lot of Cowboy fans want to address right now is the offense right now is just not, it's not up to par. It's not doing what Cowboy fans are wanting this offense to do. And that's just, that's not even something I need to say on a podcast. That's complete obvious. And so... Right now, I don't want to like bash on a guy like Spencer Sanders, and he's even said this himself. He doesn't want to chalk this up to him being young, him being at his first year, really being QB1, him being the guy for the first time after he had to basically shadow uh, Taylor Cornelius as his red shirt. And so um, I don't want to sit here and like just knock on Spencer Sanders, but the guy's having some issues, and I don't think... I don't think that's, you know, it's pretty much a statement of fact. It's not exactly an opinion. And so Spencer Sanders, he he turned the ball over. That was that was a big, 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 big problem for him. He had one interception and two uh, fumbles, I believe. Yeah, two fumbles. And so it just, it, it's very, I, I don't even know. It's just very frustrating, I guess, if you are an Oklahoma State fan, because you you want your quarterback to be the guy that's able to protect the ball. He's supposed to be the guy who's supposed to be uh, orchestrating these guys out on the field. He's the one that's calling the shots. And I mean, obviously, they have coaches on the sidelines doing that. But Spencer Sanders has to execute these plans. And that's the reason a team is successful is is if your quarterback can be successful as well. And I don't think that Spencer Sanders is being unsuccessful because he's had some really great moments. Obviously, Cowboy fans have been able to see him run. That is, that's exactly why he earned this job over Drew Brown. And, and that's not even me coming up with that. Mike Gundy said that himself, that 
that's really what it came down to when so many questions were being asked. Why did Spencer Sanders get the job over Drew Brown? It was because he's able to run. He has athleticism out the wazoo. And sorry, that's a weird word. I've been saying that word my entire life. So (laughs) Spencer Sanders, he's having some problems. I I believe, let me see if I got this right. He, He now has 14 turnovers in the past five games. And I really want to say that that is just, it's some type of like record breaker either in the Big 12 or just at Oklahoma State. It's just, it's not good, y'all. It, it's not good at all. And it's it's incredibly annoying to see like a guy that just get out there and he completely loses the ball. He turns it over almost every single time he touches it. You just get nervous if you're watching this game as a Cowboy fan, you just get so nervous because you're like, well, is he going to throw? Is he going to throw an interception? Is he going to be able to hang on to the ball? And I think one of the biggest things that Mike Gundy's been talking about is how Spencer Sanders has not been able to protect the pocket. And um, that was kind of a big thing he talked about today, especially with Spencer, because that's just that's so important for um, for a quarterback to be able to do is to protect the ball before he's even able to dish it out whether he's handing it off to guys like Chuba, uh, whether he's trying to throw it to guys like L.D. Brown and uh, Tylen Wallace, you just, you you really have to take care of the ball. And um, I am going to read a couple of these quotes that Mike Gundy said today because that was, that was a big thing because a lot of questions were asked about Spencer today. And I don't know if it was people being skeptical about whether he is the guy anymore or if it's just, you know, what's going on in his head, what what's he doing out there? And Gundy even admitted today that Spencer Sanders, he had a little bit of a hard time in Lubbock. And that's been that's been a question almost every single Monday when we meet for media press conferences is, you know, how's Spencer doing? How's he handling all this pressure? And Mike Gundy's always said, you know, he's good, he's good. But Gundy even admitted today that he got a little bit emotional and flustered, quote unquote, flustered and emotional uh, in Lubbock against Texas Tech. But he said he was good out there against Baylor. I don't know. I think he's just having he's having a lot of moments that are helping him to evolve into a better player. And I think you have to learn from these moments and you have to take them and you have to run with them. And obviously Spencer Sanders is having some problems. I think it's very infuriating if you're watching this team, but you have to remember like the guy the guy's still learning. This is his first year, and that's not me making excuses. It's just kind of a reality. And I know people look at it and say, "Well, you know, he, he's the quarterback. He's the first quarterback. He plays at Oklahoma State, at D1 University, under Mike Gundy. He should be the guy. He should be the best at his job. Okay, well, he's also a human being who's like 19 or 20 years old. Like, these these are kids out there almost. And I can't really even say that. I'm I'm only 24, if you don't know. But I never played college football, and I can't even imagine the pressure that's on top of your shoulders if you're a freshman quarterback out there at 19 or 20 years old. And you have thousands upon thousands of people just yelling at you all the time. So I'm not trying to stick up for Spencer Sanders. But however, I am saying that I think he is taking a lot of these opportunities and he's learning from them. And I really do think he can go up from here. I don't think he's going to just completely decline. But um, I, I am going to read a couple of these quotes like I just said I was going to. Um, and uh, he was asked about ball security today. And Mike Gundy said to play quarterback at any level, ha- you have to have good ball security in the pocket. We worked on that for two weeks, and he was better. He put one on the ground in the fourth, and they picked up for a touchdown. Made it look that much worse. If they removed it and just 
if they removed it and just got on the ball, we hold them to a field goal, then it's different. That's his responsibility. He knows that and he understands that. We will continue to work with him and to get better. And so I really do think that says it all. I think Mike Gundy, it is his job to stick up for these guys, but it's also his job to train these guys and to help them learn from all of their mistakes. And I think he's doing a pretty good job of that. Obviously, Spencer, he's having some problems, but I wouldn't be too down on the guy right now because I also think he's given Cowboy fans a lot of good things to take away from games as well. So, you know, there's just there's a lot that you can take from this Baylor game. It got real ugly there at the end, and I really do think that was just a lot of Baylor getting too fired up, Oklahoma State allowing Baylor to get too fired up, and then it just took off from there. Like I said earlier in the podcast, Baylor scored 21 straight points, and I think the Cowboys just completely ran out of gas when that happened. It's real easy to get discouraged out there on the football field. I can't speak from experience, but I know that, you know, I played sports and growing up, and I have been in a, a very competitive world when it comes to dancing and palm and even working as a female in media. It's very competitive. And so I understand that it's very easy to get discouraged if, you know, you make a mistake and people are ridiculing it ridiculing you for it constantly and people are just constantly pinching at you and poking at you I totally understand that it gets really hard to deal with that sometimes so I'm optimistic about Spencer Sanders I think a lot of good can be taken away from the fact that he is learning from his mistakes right now uh they have I think like four games before Bedlam I feel like they're I don't want to say they're very winnable games because obviously they're gonna have to play guys like uh West Virginia and TCU and they still have Kansas coming up, and then OU is right around the corner. You know, it, there's a lot that you got to take away from this. But overall, with this Baylor game, I think it was I think it was gross. I think it was very disappointing. I think that Baylor is a good team, and people didn't give them enough credit. But I also think that Oklahoma State has a lot that they need to work on, and I think that they can learn from this game and hopefully move on from it. But speaking of moving on, I do want to move on from the game because I've talked a little bit longer than I meant to talk about the Baylor game. Basically, all you guys need to know is that it was disgusting and it looked bad for the Cowboys. It was a second straight loss in the Big 12, which I don't think Mike Gundy's done that in like four years. I might be wrong about that. Don't quote me on that. But, you know, it's just a lot, a lot looked really bad from this game. It made the Cowboys look real bad. It didn't look good for the university at all. It was disappointing that it happened on homecoming. And hopefully they're going to learn from it and move on because they do have Iowa State next weekend. It is, I think it's a 2.30 kickoff in Ames. And Ames is, I've been to Ames. I When I was on Palm, I went to Ames my freshman year on the Palm squad. And that's, I want to say it's, it's not like a hard play. I mean, I didn't play the actual football game. I just cheered, but... It, I feel like it's a it's a good place to play football, but it could also be a little bit hard because that place is loud, that place is rowdy. Uh, Iowa State hasn't had exactly the season they've been hoping for, but they're not really a team to turn your nose up like any of the teams in the Big 12 right now, honestly, because they could really come out. They have home field advantage. They could come out and be very destructive to Oklahoma State. And if Spencer Sanders and his offense can't get things figured out, then that's exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be destructive. And so... Yeah, they have Iowa State next weekend. That's going to be really interesting to tune into. 2.30 game. Um, that's basically all I can say about that. But I do want to move on to the press conference today just because I just I have a couple of things I want to address about this press conference because I um, I was there. I was present. 
And I actually didn't get to go to, to not last Monday because it was a bye week, but the Monday before the Texas Tech game because of a work conflict. But um, I really enjoy going to these press conferences because there's so much you can take away from the way Mike Gundy says things, uh, kind of the emotion that he puts into his words and also his body language. And so I felt like he had a lot more emotion today talking about the Baylor game, looking forward to the Iowa State game, and also just talking about the ridicule that his players are getting right now because of, you know, the two straight losses. And obviously the loss to Texas brought up a little animosity as well. So I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed his press conference today because, like I said, he showed a lot of raw emotion. And so um, I, I don't really remember who asked this question, but basically – it was a question asked about the fan base. And I was tweeting out a couple of quotes on my personal Twitter. If you don't follow me, please like feel free to if you want. Uh, I'm about 85% super sarcastic, super snarky on my Twitter. But I swear I'm a nice gal. And uh, I do my job to the fullest. And so um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's just my name, at Madison Morris. Madison obviously spelled a little bit funky. It's M-A-D-Y-S-S-O-N and then Morris, M-O-R-R-I-S. And so, yeah, follow me on Twitter and you'll probably see what I'm talking about. I try to keep people up to date. I try to be conversational. Uh, I like to reply to people just to keep engaged with people on Twitter. I don't want to just be like a ghost who tweets things and then never never really backs up any of my actions. But today I kind of had, I, I had a little bit of an issue. Uh, I don't even want to call it an issue. I basically just... I got roasted today on Twitter, and it wasn't even from my words. It was basically from Mike Gundy's words. But here's the thing that I want to bring to everyone's attention is that it's <laughs> it. there's so much more to some of the things that Gundy said today that I don't think people are giving him credit for because what I was talking about a little sec- like a second ago was I don't remember who asked this question, but basically they were saying, hey, Mike, you, you know, you've you lost two straight Big 12 games. People are starting to feel a little bit discouraged. You know, what do you want to say to the fan base? What do you have to say to Oklahoma State fans who are feeling this way? And basically, Gundy gets up there, and he he had a lot to say. Man, this quote was so long, and I don't even have the full quote, but I have some good stuff here that I'm going to read off for you guys. Uh, and I even tweeted it out, but it, this made my Twitter blow up, so I actually ended up deleting it just because I'm not trying to bring any kind of negative attention to Oklahoma State football. I'm not trying to bring any kind of negative attention to Mike Gundy. This program is a fantastic program. I think Mike Gundy is a fantastic person. And God, I probably am going to get roasted for saying that. But I think he, I I trust him out there as OSU's coach right now. Is it going to last forever? Who knows? No, probably not. But you know what? For right now, I'm pleased with Mike Gundy. I like the way he works with this team. I like the way that he develops this team. And I like the passion he has behind Cowboy football. So that's kind of my two cents with that. And I will say I tried so hard to stay neutral, but I ended up defending Gundy a little bit just because I don't like it when people take words and just like misunderstand them and just like swirl them up and make it into something that is not what's going on at all. And so I did, I kind of like replied back to a couple of people and I tried to, explain you know you you're not understanding what he's saying and so I'm just going to read this quote right here real quick uh he said what people have to understand is this it's not like I don't get frustrated either 
It's not like I didn't notice, and it's not like I don't understand people's frustrations, but we live in a, or in a society today where people want to bitch and complain about everything and don't want to fix it, but we need to put on our pants and go fix it. We're going to fix it. The fan base needs to know this. If you want to support OSU football, come to the games. If you want to support OSU recruiting, come to the games. He finishes by asking OSU fans to support him and trust that the coaches and players will do their job and correct their mistakes. And then, quote-unquote, if not, I'm going to fix it. A lot of people took this quote and ran with it and said, Gundy is attacking the OSU fan base. What the? No! That's not how I took it at all. And I'm not calling anybody out on this. I'm not just, like, targeting one person. Everyone is entitled to their own opinions. I swear by that. I have always said that. I don't care if you have a differing opinion, that's never been an issue for me. I do not care about that stuff at all. You are entitled to your own opinion, just like I'm entitled to mine. And here's my opinion on all this. I never once was listening to this quote and saying, wow, Mike Gundy is pointing his fingers at the OSU fan base because he can't win a football game right now. That is complete and total bullshit. I'm so sorry to drop that word, but it's bullshit. I don't think that that is what's going on at all. And I, he is basically, he was saying today, I want this fan base to understand that the players, the coaches, and like him, we are doing our job right now. We're doing the best that we can. We're talking with these guys. We're communicating with these guys. We're communicating with each other as a staff. We are trying our very best to make this program the best that it can possibly be. And I completely believe him when he says that because I've seen this program evolve and develop and they've brought so much talent in. You have the number one running back in the entire nation in college football at Oklahoma State University and he's being developed and trained by these guys. I completely believe that and I put my foot down on that. But here's the thing. I don't think Mike Gundy was sitting there saying, oh, you know, like, I'm not being able to do my job, so I'm going to point my fingers at someone else. I'm going to point my fingers at the fan base because they don't stay or they get mad or they say things to me. They call things out to me. They get on social media and talk about my players. That's not at all what he's saying. He's saying that he wants to see this team grow. He wants to see his boys continue to be encouraged, even though they have lost two games in a row now. Yeah, that sucks, but guess what? Life goes on. This is football, people, and I love college football with all my being. I love Oklahoma State football with all my being, but my life will continue the very next day, even if Oklahoma State loses a football game. I'm still going to wake up in the morning, breathe clean air, and I'm going to go about my day. So you know what? I am just, I, I have frustrations towards Oklahoma State football sometimes. I also have frustrations Towards Mike Gundy sometimes. Everyone does. Everyone has frustrations towards uh, the head coach of a team that they're following. But guess what? I'm not going to sit here and just blow a gasket over a quote. He's literally saying, I, I, it's not like I didn't notice and, I don't un- and it's not like I don't understand people's frustrations. He understands. He knows that people are frustrated with this team. He even said today, I get frustrated. I, I leave games and I go home and... I sleep only a couple of hours because I just linger on the past game. But as a coach, I got to like, I got to go to sleep. I got to let it go. And I got to get up the next morning and go fix it. And he's saying, 
I want this fan base to know that if you want to continue to support Oklahoma State football, the best thing for you to do is to show up, is to show up and be there. And he's not saying, I'm saying this because you're not showing up and you're not doing a good enough job. He's saying that if you want to continue to support this team, show up to the games, be loud, be encouraging, be excited to be there. Show those guys that you are going to support them no matter what. Being an Oklahoma State football fan, I I live by the saying, uh, loyal and true. I am loyal and true to these guys. Even if they dropped a game to Kansas and got completely blown out, I'm still going to be an OSU football fan. Yeah, call me a homer. I don't really give two craps. But I'm just saying that Mike Gundy, he had some great insightful things to say. And I don't really care if people disagree with me. Because I disagree with other people, and that's fine. Because what did I say? Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. If you have an opinion, say it. I don't care. But here's my opinion on this. He wants people to continue to be excited about Oklahoma State football. Oh, but Madison, we can't be excited if they're going to keep losing. I get that. But here's the thing. Things are going to happen. Coaching errors are going to be made. Guys are going to fail and fail and fail. But they're also going to succeed. I don't think that there is a single game that I've walked away from OSU and just said, damn, like that was disgusting and that was horrible and nothing good came out of that. I agree that the Baylor game was a little disgusting, but I think things came out of that because I think the defense is getting stronger. I think Spencer Sanders is learning more. I think Shuba Hubbard is an absolute star. And I think Tylen Wallace and guys like uh, Braden Johnson and LD Brown, I think I think there are some good players on this team who are really, really thriving. And I think that they just need a little bit more support from the rest of their team or from their coaches. But they also need support from the fan base. And I love the Oklahoma State fan base. Like, I've been a part of the OSU fan base for pretty much my entire life, which isn't saying much. I know I'm only 24, so no one get their panties in a wad. But I am doing the best I can to support this team. I really pray to God that the rest of this fan base is going to continue to support this team because... I love OSU football. I respect Mike Gundy as a coach. I respect him as a person. I agree that changes need to be made, but things are only going to happen if people continue to show up and make it happen. And so I really, I, I really did take a lot of good away from uh, Mike Gundy's presser today. I was excited to be in attendance. I do apologize if I offended anybody with just tweeting out actual quotes from Mike Gundy for crying out loud. Apparently I did because everyone just freaked the hell out. But you know what? I stand by everything I say. I use my Twitter for work and work only. I rarely ever put out my opinions because who cares? And I just, I really want people to understand that Mike Gundy was not pointing fingers at the fans today. He's encouraging them to continue to show up and support while they do their job. And he's asking for Oklahoma State fans to trust him to trust the rest of the coaches, and to trust the players to do what they are there to do, and that's to do everything they can to make Oklahoma State look great, to win football games, and to really build up the program. And so I don't want to go off too much more because I'm not trying to ridicule anybody with this podcast or make anyone feel angry or uncomfortable or that I'm calling them out. I'm just giving my two cents. Because I'm very passionate about Oklahoma State football. I'm very passionate about Oklahoma State in general. And I think that the best thing to do if you are an Oklahoma State fan is continue to support this team and just really, really just stay on board while they continue to grow. 
because I think a lot of good can come out of a team that has a good, strong fan base behind them to support them. So now that I've ranted everyone's ears off, I really enjoy doing this because I do have a lot to say, and sometimes I just don't get the opportunities to say it. Um, But I I think I am going to end it there. Honestly, I would love interaction with this podcast. If you ever want to talk about anything or if you want me to talk about something on this podcast, I know you've listened to my voice for like 30 minutes now and you're probably super sick and tired of it. I'm even tired of my own voice, so we're going to wrap it up. But I love interaction. If you disagree with something, if you agree with something, let me know. But just, God, y'all, spread some kindness. Be nice. There's no need to attack a total stranger on Twitter. I'm not a malicious person. So just come at me with these and we can have a conversation. But yeah, that's going to wrap it up for my uh, episode of Come After Me. I'm a podcast. And uh, yeah, really, if anyone ever wants to talk about anything on this podcast, just come to me. Let's talk. I'm a friendly person sometimes, but it's going to be good. So yeah, Cowboys drop another game to Baylor. It was 45-27, kind of ugly there, but they have another chance to really get back in the win column this coming Saturday against Iowa State and Ames. Uh, I will not be in attendance, obviously. Ames is a little bit far away, but uh, it's, it's going to be great. I, I really do have a little bit of optimism. I say a little bit. Uh, for, for this team in Ames on Saturday, I think they can really turn things around because I think they've had a pretty good wake-up call. So that really is going to do it for this podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you're still with me, uh, if you're super pissed off at me because you really disagreed with a lot of the stuff I said, can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. And uh, we'll, we'll continue to do this fun old podcast. I am going to try to get some guests on here. Uh, Like I said, it's just super hard because I'm basically juggling about three jobs right now and living on my own in Oklahoma City. You know, it just gets a little hard, y'all. I'm doing the best I can. But thank you so much for listening. Y'all have a great rest of your night, rest of your day if you're listening to this in the morning or whenever you're listening to this. Just have a great day. Spread kindness and go Pokes. You can catch Madison's OSU coverage on thefranchiseok.com. Follow her on Twitter at Madison Morris and be sure to spell her name correctly. M-A-D-Y-S-S-O-N.